You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, your team every day. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here today. As the countdown continues, we're at 16 days until Tennessee will open up the season against Georgia State. That puts us at nine days until Florida plays Miami. So single digits there for the start of the college football season. We are getting closer. On today's show, you will hear from Tennessee head coach. You'll hear from Jarrett Garantano. There is a uh, national outlet that's very well known that has Jarrett Garantano ranked among the best quarterbacks in the SEC and really among the top quarterbacks in the country when you look at one through 130 in all of college football. I'll tell you about that coming up in segment number one. And again, you'll hear from Garantano himself talking about some of the development he believes he's been able to take advantage of with Jim Chaney coaching him and just the time and the work that he's put in. In segment number two, you'll hear from Jim Chaney. He talks about the offensive line. Can Tennessee coach around the offensive line if it struggles, if the offensive line is an issue? Jim Chaney will answer that question, and I'll share some thoughts as well on the importance of that group. The line of scrimmage conversation is not going anywhere between now and the start of the season and probably during the season as well. And then more thoughts on Tennessee's defensive backfield. Balaam Buchanan being out is a problem for Tennessee. How do they handle it there on the defensive side? I'll get to that in the final segment of today's show. Locked on Vols, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya, Overcast, Stitcher, and you can tell your smart speaker at home to play podcast Locked on V-O-L-S. Pro Football Focus put out its ranking of all projected starting quarterbacks for the 2019 season at the FBS level. So 130 quarterbacks ranked, and with the ranking, it comes from their own grading of quarterbacks and some other data. Here's what Pro Football Focus wrote. These rankings take into account a quarterback's Pro Football Focus grade, both from last season and all other subsequent sets of data that we have on their time in college. Jerry Garantano comes in at number 21 in the nation. Garantano is fourth in the SEC, according to Pro Football Focus's rankings of the quarterbacks. The top five nationally, Trevor Lawrence of Clemson is number one. Alabama quarterback Tua Tungavailoa is number two. Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert is third. And then Houston's Derek King. And number five is North Texas quarterback Mason Fine. A lot of people may not know about Mason Fine because he's at North Texas, but he is a big-time quarterback. The other SEC quarterbacks in front of Jarrett Garantano are Jake Fromm from Georgia. He is number nine in the country. And then Joe Burrow from LSU is number three, which may sound high, but Burrow is pretty well thought of. He was voted third-team All-SEC preseason by the media a few weeks ago. I saw Ryan Clark, who is a former LSU player, but an analyst now covering the NFL for ESPN, and he said that when Joe Burrow transferred from Ohio State to LSU a year ago, he was not all that excited. But seeing Burrow throw recently, he's pretty high on what he might be able to do this year for the LSU Tigers. But those are the only three quarterbacks ahead of Garantano. You have Tua Tungavailoa, Jake Fromm, which you probably would have expected, and then Joe Burrow. He's at number 17. Garantano is at number 21. To continue the comparison, other SEC quarterbacks include Kellen Mond at number 25. He's Texas A&M's quarterback. And then Kelly Bryant from Missouri is number 29. South Carolina quarterback Jake Bentley comes in at number 33. And number 43 
in the nation, according to Pro Football Focus, is Florida's Felipe Franks. There's some hype around Franks, but also still several questions with how he will play this year. Can he put together consistent performance for the Florida Gators? So Garantano at number 21, I think is pretty high praise when you consider where he is among the rest of the quarterbacks in the country. And then number four in the SEC is for sure, I think, a compliment. Here's what was written by Pro Football Focus about Garantano. During the 2018 season, Garantano's performance against Kentucky was the highest-graded single-game outing among returning quarterbacks. He showcased what made him such a highly-touted recruit as the number-one dual-threat quarterback from New Jersey and the number-two player overall from his state. His marked improvement from 2017 to 2018 gives reason for hope of a big season in Knoxville this year. And that's a a big part of the expectation for Tennessee's team and program to take a step is that Garantano at quarterback should be able to do that as well. He's gotten better each year. I I don't think that's arguable. And now that Jim Chaney is there, isn't that a big part of the discussion? Garantano is expected to get even better. It probably says something that Jeremy Pruitt, when he talked to the media on Tuesday, said Tennessee has one starter, which I think is an exaggeration, but he said Tennessee has one starter and it's the quarterback. There's no debate. Garantano is the guy, which shows some progress in how Jeremy Pruitt views Jarrett Garantano now compared to a year ago. This is what Jeremy Pruitt said, talking about Garantano a couple of days ago, looking at his scrimmage performance on Sunday and then the camp that Garantano has had. Jarrett's had a really good fall camp. Uh, Sunday was not his best day. You know, we changed up the format of the scrimmage a little bit, started with third downs instead of starting with uh, a traditional team, kind of uh, moved the field. We started kind of in a third down period um, just because we needed to do that based off the way we wanted to scrimmage. We didn't get off to a fast start there, but um, we improved as the scrimmage went, you know. Um, so. The one thing about quarterback position, Jarrett, uh, he can he has the ability, okay, to to make the guys around him better, and he has to do that every single day. So uh, he's had a really good camp. He just got to make sure that he continues to improve every day. And he seems to have a better understanding of what he's supposed to do. That's a big part of Jarrett Garantano's development, the mental side, which is obviously so important at the quarterback position. Yeah, he's, he's gotten bigger, and you can tell if a quarterback has the physical tools. Garantano can make a lot of throws. He can move. He's not Josh Dobbs running the football, which is maybe what a lot of people expected when he arrived because of that ranking as uh, the top-ranked dual-threat quarterback in the country. But he, he can move. Uh, last year, I think injuries affected the way that Garantano was able to move. Now he's healthy again. But having that support from Tennessee's head coach and knowing that he's the guy Mentally, that has to help Garantano. He's probably more comfortable being in a leadership position when everybody knows that he's the quarterback. And he talked about Jeremy Pruitt saying, yeah, the only starter we have right now is the quarterback. Listen to what Garantano said about that. Well, it's a first. So, <laughs> but, I mean, same thing. I, I come into this every single day and I say, Coach Wink, I need to get a lot better today. And I have one goal in mind. He knows that goal. I'm not going to share it with you guys, but every single day, I'm trying to get better at something. I want to get. I want to be the best that I could possibly be, and that's that's what I go into every day looking like. I don't want to look left or right. I don't want to look at newspapers. I don't want to look at articles, seeing where I'm ranked. I don't want to see that stuff. I just want to be the best player in the world. I want to be the best player in the country, and that's that's my everyday my everyday goal. Tennessee fans would love to see that. There's no questioning the level of motivation that Garantano has at SEC Media Days. Jordan Rogers from the SEC Network told me about the work ethic he's seen behind the scenes 
from Jarrett Garantano and how driven he is. And I'm sure that he'll be a better player this year than he was a year ago. And considering some of the positive things he did for Tennessee last year, that's a good sign. So interesting there, Pro Football Focus ranking Jarrett Garantano the 21st best quarterback in the country and the fourth best quarterback in the SEC. I'll share a link to that entire piece in the show notes if you want to check that out. Coming up next, a little bit more from Jarrett Garantano on how he's been challenged by Jim Chaney, and then you will hear Tennessee offensive coordinator Jim Chaney talk about another important part of the aspect, that offensive line, which will be tasked with protecting Jarrett Garantano. Coming up next on Locked On Vols, your team every day. Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which also hosts the new Locked On NFL, which is on fire. Last week, it was one of the most listened to NFL shows. I've been checking it out to get ready for the start of the season. They're running through training camp information. You can check out the expert analysis from former NFL scout Matt Williamson and host Brian Peacock. It's Locked On NFL, your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A little bit more from Jarrett Garantano as his development continues to be a big part of the conversation. It's Jim Chaney who is now pushing Garantano along with Chris Winkie, a Heisman winner, a former NFL quarterback who has switched from coaching running backs to quarterbacks at Tennessee. But Garantano gave an example of maybe where he feels more comfortable than he did a year ago and how he's been pushed by Tennessee's offensive coaches. Third and short, third and long, those type of situations. I think that Coach Chaney's come with great plans and Going into his uh, game plans and philosophies, you really see what he's trying to execute and what he's trying to do. And he's given me the reins to kind of do my own thing and what I'm comfortable with in those situations. So those are some situations that I'm starting to enjoy. So a little bit more say, a little bit more control in the offense. That's what Jared Garantano has talked about there and previously when he's met with the media. That's important. And also understanding protections and what he's asking of his offensive linemen because once again, the conversation comes back there. You may be saying, I'm tired of hearing about the offensive line, and I get it, but that's also, I think, the number one focus with Tennessee's offensive staff, and the line of scrimmage on each side of the ball is the number one focus overall with the team. And there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of days about Jim Chaney, while the media has been at practice, focusing his time with the offensive line. And that tells you something about the point of emphasis they're putting on the point of attack with Tennessee's offensive line unit. You've heard Jeremy Pruitt say this week that they're not really close to finding their starting five on the offensive line, and, and maybe they are getting closer, maybe they aren't. I can tell you a few names that I think will probably be starting, but they continue to shuffle guys around. I would expect Brandon Kennedy to be the starting center. I think Wanya Morris has a good chance to start, maybe at left tackle, but he's gotten some inside work. Ryan Johnson's gotten work at center at guard. So that's an example of competition continuing and players moving around for the Vols to maybe find their best five. 
what's important for these offensive linemen to figure out? That's something that Jim Chaney was asked earlier in camp, what these guys need to understand as they play on the offensive line for him. Listen to what Jim Chaney said. Well, number one, is, let's follow to General Nealon and let's look at that first maxim. Do you know what you're doing? Can you uh, play clean football? So you got to understand your assignments. Then it gets down to who has the best production. You know, you're going to try to put your five best players on the field in the offensive line. So who can learn their assignments, who can not make mistakes, and who can execute and do the best they can. So we'll play the five best there, but it always gets down to who can make the fewest mistakes up front. What do you think about the idea of coaching around the offensive line? Do I don't think that? it's possible. I don't believe it's possible. <laughs> I don't think you can coach around your offensive line. Football has been a game of, uh, played in the line of scrimmage for a lot of years uh, at Purdue. With Purdue years ago, we threw it all the time, and everybody, well, you know, you're doing that to bypass your line, but we had a lot of linemen go on and play in the NFL, so we weren't winning the game because of the lack of the line play. We were winning because of the line play. We were just doing it a, a different way. It's hard to hide it if you're deficient in the offensive line. It's difficult to do, and uh, I think it's virtually impossible at times. So my anticipation is that our kids are going to go out there and compete, and we're going to be just fine. We're going to go get better as the season goes on and continue to develop, and hopefully everything will go our way. Jim Chaney talking about the offensive line. You heard him say right there how important that position group is. If Tennessee's offensive line struggles, that does not mean that Tennessee can't find success at times. Tennessee's offensive line last year really struggled, but at times they found success. They didn't consistently, though, and over the course of the season, the Vols ran into problems, the main one being not being able to protect quarterback Jerry Garantano. And as you've heard me say, as you've heard anybody covering Tennessee say, and probably any fan talking about Tennessee's offense, say if Garantano gets hurt, the Vols have big-time problems. It doesn't mean that J.T. Shrout or Brian Maurer would be incapable of coming in and having success. But one, they're inexperienced. Two, there is still a lot for them to learn. Three, if the offensive line can't protect Garantano, who has a better understanding of the offense and protections and all that stuff, why would you expect a less experienced player to come in and not get hurt as well? That's when you can run into big problems if you're shuffling guys in and out. So easily, priority number one is getting the offensive line set and the offensive line and the team overall protecting Jared Garantano. And he will continue to play a role in that but that's what they're focused on right now. And that'll play a role in running the football and everything else. Uh, but if we're going to talk about Garantano and his development and his ability to lead the offense, it's going to always come back to the offensive line and how that group performs. And what that group is, what the starting five will look like, we don't know. Now, Garantano gave an interesting answer when he met with the media on Wednesday. He was asked about Tennessee still looking for that starting five. Would he like to see... Tennessee figure out what that group is sooner rather than later we're only 16 days away from the season starting up so you know about a week away from Tennessee entering game week for Georgia State would he like to see something figured out soon listen to what Garantano said surprisingly no I, I think going into this camp there's been a lot a lot of competition and I, I see it every day and they're rotating ones and twos every single day and threes so we have a lot of guys that can do it and we're just going to try to find the best five. I don't know if it's going to be the day before or if it's going to be this week, but I like seeing a lot of guys rotating. I'm able to communicate and compete with a lot of the guys whenever they do come to the one. So I enjoy it, but going into the things, I think that they're going to start narrowing down and trying to cut the crop down. At some point that has to happen, but interesting that Garantano would say, no, I don't necessarily think that they have to get something settled right away. 
ultimately they will, but he pointed to the competition. That was one of the keywords I pointed out on Tuesday, and at the start of camp, I said, I think Jeremy Pruitt really likes the level of competition that Tennessee has. Now, if you choose five guys just because you have to have them and you don't think the competition has produced five good offensive linemen, how far did it get you? But competition on the practice field, legitimate competition, not just saying, okay, you guys are battling for a spot when you know who the starters are, that doesn't really get you anywhere. But you have legitimate competition, like Ryan Johnson, for example. He was a starter last year, started at guard to begin the season, then moved over to center. He has had to battle for a spot, whether that's at center or guard, and he is not guaranteed to get one. Karon Calvert was a guy coming out of the spring that was talked about as a potential starter, maybe a likely starter. He was far from guaranteed a spot. Wanya Morris, Jameer Johnson. Jameer Johnson started a bunch last year. He has not been guaranteed a position. And of course, this conversation is without knowing if Trey Smith can play. Trey's guaranteed a spot if he is cleared. He's not going to be a backup offensive lineman. But nobody else is really guaranteed a position, and that includes with the group that is chosen. The starting five against Georgia State might not be the same the following week when Tennessee goes up against BYU. So overall, I do think that's a positive for Tennessee. The offensive line, the defensive line, they have legitimate competition. Inside linebacker, Henry Toho Toho comes in and creates more competition at that position. There's a rotation of competition, I think, at different defensive back spots. I'm going to get to that in the next segment, but that is a big part of the conversation and the reason that Jeremy Pruitt long-term probably feels better about what he is trying to build at Tennessee. More depth means more competition, which should make more players on the roster better. I have a final segment of Locked on Vols coming up next, and I'll get back to that defensive backfield. The Balin Buchanan injury that is keeping him out and probably will keep him from playing this season is an important one for Tennessee to work through. I'll get to that coming up next on Locked On Vols, your team every day. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and support for today's show comes from Manscaped, which is number one in below-the-belt men's grooming. You may have seen Manscaped on Shark Tank, and Men's Journal named their Lawnmower 2.0 as one of the best tools in men's grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Locked On at Manscaped.com. That is Locked On at Manscaped.com. Jeremy Pruitt announced at his press conference on Tuesday that Balaam Buchanan is dealing with a narrowing of the spine. It's a serious situation and uh, probably a bit scary for him. So as I mentioned yesterday, all the best to him. Tennessee, of course, has to continue to try to figure out what to do at that star position. Tennessee's nickelback spot as Elante Taylor and Bryce Thompson are likely your starting corners on the outside. There are some options, though, Tennessee can consider. One, Bryce could play inside. At star, you could have Warren Burrell on the outside. Sean Schamberger is a player to absolutely pay attention to. He's a third-year player in the program. He played some as a true freshman, and there was really optimism on what he could be as a player. Uh, he's a guy that I think has a good chance to be Tennessee's fifth defensive back. You have Nigel Warrior who can move around. Could Tyus Fields ultimately be in that conversation? What about Kenneth George? What about Trayvon Flowers? Trayvon Flowers battling to be a starting safety next to Nigel Warrior. There are a number of names to consider. This just kind of comes back to some of the things we say about the offensive line or the defensive line. Okay, you've got this guy, this guy, Shine Labruza, uh, Kenny Solomon, who's a freshman on Tennessee's football team. Uh, you have a number of guys there. Uh, Jared Means is working with the defensive backs as a true freshman as well. 
Brandon Davis. They're deep in terms of numbers, but how many players does Tennessee look at and say, okay, if this guy's on the field, we know exactly what he's going to give us. I don't know how deep that conversation is. Theo Jackson's been in the program now going into his third season. Do you know exactly how well he's going to play? We don't. So uh, at safety, you're having to replace Micah Abernathy, who played a lot of football over the last few years. And you have Nigel Warrior, who is a senior, and Tennessee is hoping will play the best football since he's been at Tennessee. That would go a long way for Tennessee. But Again, a lot of names. I, I skipped over some. Jalen McCullough, Aaron Beasley. Those are a couple of freshmen. And McCullough was a guy that had two interceptions in the spring game. He has a ton of talent. I love his potential. I, I think McCullough is a guy to pay attention to this season and over the next few years. I think he's going to be a good player in the SEC. He showed up looking the part. Uh, six foot, 204 is how he's listed. So he has good size walking in day one, and he's had the last seven or eight months to kind of reshape himself or get in even better shape for fall camp here. So Tennessee has a number of players, but they don't have a lot of experience. And that's what is missing with Balin Buchanan not being out there. Go back to that Auburn game last year. There was a play that really helped swing the game in Tennessee's direction. Jeremy Pruitt saw something from Auburn's offense, told Balin Buchanan to go get the quarterback. He goes after the quarterback. So he's a defensive back. Jeremy Pruitt sends him into the backfield. He's able to beat uh, a blocker who I think just kind of misses the block. So Buchanan pressures Jarrett Stidham, who then with that pressure makes a bad decision and ends up throwing an interception. If Buchanan doesn't get to the quarterback, then Stidham had an opportunity to throw a strike down the field to a wide open receiver for a touchdown. Does a less experienced defensive back make that play? Maybe. I don't know. But Somebody like Balaam Buchanan already has. You know that you're going to miss him. And and getting somebody who's going to be productive, who can cover in that nickel position is going to be so important. So uh, it's not been talked about a lot. Also, there's just been kind of the unknown, as Tennessee hasn't said much about Balaam Buchanan. So there was that waiting game. Would he come back? But with Jeremy Pruitt announcing that he's dealing with that kind of situation, right now the conversation is that Buchanan won't be playing football for Tennessee So Tennessee looks for somebody else to step up in that spot. Let's see who that is. I'll again say Sean Schamberger is somebody to pay attention to. But if it's not him, do they move guys around? That's another option for Tennessee on the defensive side. You have confidence, I think, in Jeremy Pruitt and Derek Ansley being able to figure that out. And Ansley's coaching the defensive backs uh, along with Jeremy Pruitt. He's very hands-on with Tennessee's cornerbacks during the individual drills on the practice field as well. So... If there's a staff or at least a couple of coaches that you would feel confident can figure that out as you have to shuffle some things around in the defensive backfield, those would be two guys you could point to. And also, it's not like this is new to them. Tennessee's coaches have known about this situation with Balaam Buchanan for quite some time. So they've had the offseason. They've had the first couple of weeks of fall camp to figure out what they want to do with the different defensive backfield positions. Then let's see how they perform. There's talent there. There's more athleticism. There's just a lot of inexperience. Even Thompson and Taylor, maybe the two best defensive backs, they are still just sophomores. They have a lot of growing still to do as well. A couple of other things to get to before I finish today's show. I wanted to tell you where the other quarterbacks that Tennessee will play this season come in in that pro football focus ranking. I mentioned Tua is at number two. Jake Fromm is at number nine. You also have at number 14, this one's kind of interesting, 
UAB quarterback Tyler Johnston III. Tennessee, remember, will play UAB in the second half of the season. UAB is sandwiched in between the South Carolina game and the Kentucky game. It's a game that Tennessee should win, but the Vols are going to be playing a top 15 quarterback in the country when UAB comes to Knoxville for homecoming, at least according to Pro Football Focus. What about the other quarterbacks? Well, Felipe Franks, I mentioned, is at number 43. Tommy Stevens is the projected starter at Mississippi State. I think he's probably a difficult one to rank because he's been the backup quarterback at Penn State. There is optimism that he could do really well this year there in Starkville because of his history playing for Joe Moorhead, or at least being in Moorhead's system. Mississippi State's head coach was the offensive coordinator at Penn State before he took the state job a year ago. So Stevens was the backup quarterback there with the Nittany Lions for a couple of seasons while Moorhead was the offensive coordinator. Jake Bentley, I mentioned, is at number 33. And then BYU quarterback Zach Wilson is number 30 on the list. His numbers are actually kind of comparable to Jarrett Garantano from a year ago. Tennessee's going to face a number of high-level quarterbacks. Kelly Bryant at number 29, Zach Wilson at number 30, Jake Bentley 33rd, Felipe Franks 43rd, and then a couple of top 10 quarterbacks in Jake Fromm from Georgia and Tua Tungavailoa at Alabama. Oh, and uh, Kentucky quarterback Terry Wilson, he's at number 46. He's a guy that does need to improve as a passer, especially with Benny Snell now being gone in that offense for Kentucky. And then with players meeting with the media on Wednesday, one other thing I saw that stood out, Daniel Batuli just raved about Elijah Simmons' strength and what he was able to lift when he showed up at Tennessee. There was also some joking about Tennessee players playing Fortnite together. Uh, I think I saw something about 16 guys on the defensive side playing Fortnite together at one time. And we can kind of laugh that off or joke about it. But it might also say something about team building behind the scenes. And uh, Elijah Simmons got some credit for how good he is at Fortnite as well. 6'2", 340. Maybe it adds to the intimidation factor when he's playing as well. I do have to be honest, though. I have no idea what I'm talking about there. So that is going to do it for Locked on Vols today. Thanks so much for hanging out. Uh, Tomorrow, we're going to talk about storylines for Tennessee entering the season. We are getting closer to game week for Tennessee because really it begins before the actual week of the game. But uh, 16 days ago until Tennessee plays against Georgia State. There's a lot of stuff still here on the feed. If you are a new listener, first of all, welcome. You can go back and check out a number of podcast episodes from the summer months where a lot of the chatter was about previewing this upcoming season. I recommend you go back and check those out. If you have time to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, that's a huge help. You can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Download, subscribe, rate and review, all that good stuff, and keep spreading the word about Locked on Vols. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you here again tomorrow.